Guys, welcome back to the next episode in the Lead from the Front podcast. Today, what I'm going to speak about is, I remember if you remember, if you've listened to the first episodes uh, so far, at the end of the first episode, I said, today, I'm going to, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about who I am, a bit more around my coaching ethos, what do I mean by Lead from the Front, and everything like that. Now, obviously, the past two episodes have actually been with Jack, who's my client success coach inside lead from the front who's helping me achieve results with clients he actually came up and we had a whole day together doing some work doing a training session having some fun and uh, I wanted to make the most of that so I'm actually just going to carry on where I left off uh, doing a solo podcast episode today so what I want to talk about today is how am I different to every other coach out there like what does it actually mean to lead from the front now a little bit of a recap okay lead from the front that it came from me experiencing multiple burnouts in my quest to build an online coaching business uh helping other people and after you know ages of just trying to help other people all the time and not look after myself i, I was just simply neglecting myself i wasn't uh training like like i was advising people to i, I just wasn't doing the things that i you know was advising people to to do and then just ultimately burnt myself out multiple times and the problem with this is that it made me feel inauthentic and made me feel like a fraud okay that's ultimately how I felt and I get it like if any of you are listening to this and you're not where you want to be yet like that's where it stemmed from I I simply I wasn't where I wanted to be so I felt well I don't deserve to have any rest yet because I'm not where I want to be so I need to work harder. And obviously, going back to, I was actually having a really uh, good conversation. This was a good few months ago with Connie, my fiance. And um, in that conversation, we were talking about like how how much growth I've experienced over the past few years, personally, you know, physically, professionally, in my business and everything like that. And I was like, it was quite a weird thing because back when, you know, back when I first had this idea of starting a business and I was burning myself out feeling incredibly low in energy anxious about everything because I wasn't and frustrated because I wasn't where I wanted to be I'm now the person that actually I needed back then and that's a really really powerful thing uh to think about so that was a really cool moment because actually if if I could go back and just tell that person the younger version of myself you're gonna be all right you are gonna get to where you want to be um that would just be super, super cool. Obviously, I can't because I don't have a time machine. I'm not Doctor Who. But um, yeah, I just thought that was quite a, a nice little moment I wanted to share with you. But yeah, what I want to do, I want to get straight into it because and I want to go through some of my core beliefs around like, what do I believe in as a coach, as a person? Um, and, and how does that kind of set me apart from other coaches, other fitness coaches, other personal development coaches, anything like that? So I want to get straight into it and just give you more around, you know, what I'm about and how I approach things. So first things first, I believe in authenticity. OK, I believe in authenticity. The term lead from the front is so, so important because that is literally I realized how inauthentic I felt and how much of a fraud I felt because I wasn't doing the things that I was expecting of others, okay? I wasn't at the front leading the way, doing the stuff. I was kind of like 
uh, what leading from the back a little bit during that time period, because I was advising, I was kind of shouting to them, yeah, go do this, go do this, go do this. But I wasn't doing it myself. And that did not sit well with me. Okay, so that's where lead from the front came from, because I was like, actually, no, I want to be the one at the front of the pack, leading people to a better way of living, leaving, leading people to a better way of life and actually be living it and doing it and breathing it right there and then and constantly developing. So I massively believe in authenticity and practicing what you preach. Every single thing that I'm doing with clients and how I work with them, how I get them to or help them to achieve amazing results is are things that I have personal experience, pardon me, personal experience with, um, or I'm actually living and doing myself. So I feel that is so, so important. If, yeah, that's just something I believe in massively. Authenticity, absolutely key. The next one is um, integrity, okay? Actually having strong moral values and not bending those to fit certain scenarios. I, I am kind of like an immovable object in that I have my morals, I have the things that I believe are right and wrong, and I stick by those, okay? Even if sometimes to my detriment, right? <laughs> you know, I've had situations with clients and stuff where I could have just let them carry on doing what they're doing, um, not addressed anything and kind of let them carry on paying me. But that does not sit well with me because they weren't getting a result. I actually felt that they were losing out. And then the stress that was causing me was causing me to lose out. So it was actually a lose-lose situation. So and that's just one example. But with regards to integrity, I believe I know what is in my remit. OK, and I will also believe in doing the right thing. So just a few examples. I've had clients who have come to me with a challenge. I've helped them with the, those challenges. They've then developed a new challenge or something that has been highlighted that needs to be addressed. And like quite a few of my clients I've, I've referred out to therapy um, to actually help them overcome that specific thing, whether it's like trauma, whether it's um, some sort of challenge that I don't feel able to do i'm not qualified in dealing with um for me that's the right thing to do um and as a result i know it's the right thing to do because as a result i've had clients who are doing that i've actually got a few that are with me now who also work with like a therapist for example and they're now having huge breakthroughs because i knew when to refer out and i knew what was in my remit and then the work that i do with them uh, is even more valuable you know because they don't have that roadblock there anymore and um, so that's something I believe uh, is really important. And in with regards to integrity and doing the right thing as well, I think that's so, so important. And one of the best examples I can think of is when I first when I first was learning about how do I uh, how do I like run a business? How do I like create a demand and how, how do I sell myself? How do I sell what I want to help people with? And um, I actually I remember having a call with someone and in hindsight, I was complete. I was probably I was wrong, like 100 percent wrong, because I just maybe tried to force it a little bit too much. That the whole thing that I believe in is selling is caring. Like I firmly believe that people are better off having me in their life than not. So when people say, you know, say from chatting, they're like, oh, I'd love to work with you. And then they say, oh, I'm just going to go and think about it. I will challenge them respectfully, not the person, the problem. That's something I really do believe in. But 
back on this call, I, I, I got it wrong. You know, I massively got it wrong because I was new to it. I was learning it. I was applying it. And I just quite didn't have the probably the, the empathy and compassionate side that I have now. And um, I remember someone left, left a deposit to actually join the program and um, they didn't join. I kept following up. I was like, look, when are you, you going to join? And then they just kind of ghosted me. And I was like, I must have done something wrong. Um, well, at the time, I actually thought it was their fault because, you know, that's just what you do when you're, when you're younger and stuff uh, and you don't have the, the wisdom and life lessons for it. But I remember a year later, I had this experience of I applied to work with someone. I had the same experience with me that highlighted actually how did I feel during that? And it put me off joining. So I shot them a message and I said, hey, look, I just had this experience. Hope you're well. Um, and I just wanted to kind of let you know, like, if I made you feel like this, I don't know if I did, but if I did, I apologize. I'm massively sorry. Uh, I was in the wrong. OK, for me, that was the right thing to do. They actually said, yeah, I did feel a bit like that. And I refunded the deposit a year later. OK, better late than never. But the fact that I did that allowed me to it was the right thing to do. I felt better in myself. And that's why integrity is so, so important to me. Um, and I feel that story just kind of demonstrates that. So next one, I'm just going to have a little sip of coffee because there's a few more I want to go through. Mm. Next one is communication. Okay, Being straight to the point. OK, being inspiring when you're communicating with people, there is no way that I can people pay me and join the program and work with myself to transfer energy into them uh, to actually go and take action on their goals. OK, they can't do it on their own or they're finding it very, very difficult to do on their own. So they basically invest into themselves, into the program, and I transfer energy over to them. And communication is so, so important. Communication is effectively just a transfer of energy from me to you. So you actually watching this now, hopefully you're feeling actually a little bit more inspired just by doing this, okay? Hopefully I'm communicating it well, can always be better, but that's something I really, really believe in. And also just getting straight to the point. Okay, sometimes contact is needed. I do go off on little tangents at times, but they are all related. But afterwards, being concise and just getting straight to the point, because communication is so, so important. The next one is compassion. I massively believe in compassion. And when I say com compassion, I mean relieving your frustrations and pain through kindness. OK, whether that's actually that would be self-compassion, being kind to yourself in order to move forward. Um or compassion with someone else. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a coach, so I do help other people. And I'm very uh, empathetic and compassionate towards people. The way I approach things is not through judgment. I don't scold people. Uh, I do it through kindness, mostly. Okay, sometimes people, people tend to have two things. They either need an arm around their shoulder. A lot, a lot of the time, people do need that. But sometimes people need a rocket up their ass, and I will give that to them, but only if I've built that relationship and I've built that trust to be able to get to that sort of way of communicating. But for most people, they need arms around their shoulder, especially at the start of their journey. But the reason it's so important, and I believe in compassion so much, is because beating yourself up constantly is not going to help you be more positive. You, you can't achieve something really, really positive by doing something so negative as judging yourself, beating yourself up, asking you, why have I done that? Why have I done that? Okay, that is not going to lead you to a, a positive outcome. You cannot 
hate your way to a body in life that you love. That is something that I massively believe in. I believe in holding yourself accountable 100%, and that is going to be uncomfortable. But beating yourself up is very different. Beating yourself up and doing doing that excessively so that it plunges you into this pit of despair is not helping you. You are not, no big breakthrough is going to come from more judgment of yourself. The only thing that you can really do within that is hold yourself accountable, recognize, have I done something wrong? If you have, cool. You did what you did. Uh, God, it's hard to get this phrase right. Um, You did the best that you could within the circumstance with the knowledge and experience you had. You did the best you could at the time is that is the moral of the story. So really, I would write that one down. That has really helped me out in so many times when I have been beating myself up uh, and clients as well. But just recognize what can I do moving forward instead? How can I approach this with more curiosity rather than judgment? So actually, I'm like, well, why did I do that? Hmm. And, and approaching it in that respect rather than, oh, fuck's sake, like, why did you do this? That's stupid. And then like doing a bad dobby and fucking smashing your head, not going to be helpful. Okay. So I massively believe in compassion. And then another one, leadership. Okay. I massively believe in leadership and in a couple of different ways, I believe in leading others. Okay. Obviously I'm in a position where I do lead others to a better way of life, but I also believe in developing personal leadership and actually empowering individuals to learn how to lead themselves okay leading yourself is around setting direction setting intentions giving yourself permission to be in the driving seat okay i massively believe in that and ultimately helping individuals not become dependent on myself for example or the program okay i'd love i love people to stay and people do stay working with me for probably um well over a year i've had some clients that have been with me three years up to two years so a lot of them do stay for a long time but a big focus that i have is making them self-sufficient making them able to go and do these things on their own but they want to stay because they really enjoy it they value myself that the accountability they value the community they value the continued development because I'm investing in, you know, coaches and mentors myself constantly, I'm always improving things and there is always more development to be had. Okay. The minute that you think you know everything, that's when you're going to go backwards. Uh, so I massively believe in leadership. So another sip of coffee coming, but there's a few, those are, I suppose, are the five core uh, core values of myself and, and kind of lead from the front. And I'll just recap those in that authenticity, absolutely top of it integrity, communication, compassion, and leadership. Those are some of the things that I massively believe in. And I want to go into some of the other more just general coaching things that I, and principles that I kind of share with clients and we work towards and have seen the best results with. So the next one is I believe in looking at the big picture. Okay, looking at the big picture. And what that means is back when I first started coaching people, it was, you know, just around training and nutrition, right? And people, some people would get great results. Some people just wouldn't. And I would just be like, well, why aren't they implementing it? Okay. I had this perfect training program written out and 
it wasn't working for them for whatever reason. Okay. And the reason I now believe in looking at the big picture is because I was only looking at, well, why aren't you, you've got this time. Why aren't you doing your training session? Whereas as soon as they started asking why, why are they not doing it with curiosity? I then realized actually, well, this person has, is massively stressed at work. Okay. And this just came from asking better questions to my clients and digging a little bit deeper, peeling the onion and actually asking why was so, so valuable because if someone was like, um, you know, super stressed at work and then I've got this training program that on paper is amazing. They're saying, yes, I want to build muscle. I want to get in great shape. But so I built this perfect program, the perfect sets and reps and stuff, but they've had this incredibly stressful day at work and it's the repeating problem. They're actually experiencing something quite challenging in work on a consistent basis. What I've given them is not suitable. And before I started looking at the big picture and asking those extra questions, I didn't know this. I wasn't aware of this. Okay. So this is why I firmly believe. And actually when you are trying to, um, you know, design a training program or work with someone uh, to, to help you achieve your goals is you have to look at the big picture and the sort of things is like, what is the actual constraint or bottleneck for you? What is the actual thing stopping you? Because for this person, it wasn't actually like a lack of wanting to do it. It was how they were managing things at work that was stopping them implementing their training and nutrition. Okay, that, that's something that's really, really important. I also believe in it because everyone has different priorities in life, okay, between people, but also within people at different times of your life. My priorities now are very, very different to, you know, what they were five years ago. That is okay. And if you do not ask yourself or give yourself the space to think about that, that's when you're going to get stuck because you think of it, the way I see it is like kind of like a training and nutrition plan being slapped on like a plaster rather than actually it being a fully integrated rehab uh, program, if that makes sense. And that's why I believe it's so important to zoom out and look at what is going on in your life as a whole. What stresses have you got going on? Have you got stuff at home? Have you got stuff at work? Uh, you know, whatever it is for you, it's really, really important to do that. And also looking at the bigger picture is having multiple metrics of success. I'm a firm believer in having more than one metric of success. I do not believe in consistently over a long period of time being amazing in one area at the, at the expense that's negatively affecting other areas. I appreciate at times, and this is something I'll go on to in a minute, you are going to need to put more time and effort into one area. But I do really think about maintaining the other areas, not just completely throwing them out the window, because that's how you just end up in this vicious circle of like you improve one area, the others completely go down the pan, then you you never learn how to balance things. You never learn how to manage things. And that's really, really important. So looking at the big picture, very, very important. Next one is, is making people feel heard. Okay, making fee people feel understood. So many people get so much value from working with myself inside the program uh, and the team inside there because we give them a platform to talk about what are they worried about what do they actually want to achieve? What's holding them back without judgment? 
how many of you listening to this have ever like had an idea, had a goal, or like you want to chat to someone and then you tap chat to them. And rather than just listening and thinking, wow, okay, and giving you a platform to speak and work things out on your own, they start trying to coach you there and then or give their opinion. Oh, well, that, that, that won't work. And then it gets you back up and then makes you frustrated and you leave the conversation feeling worse than when you went into it. That is something we do very, very different inside Lead from the Front. We give people that platform without judgment to listen and let them speak, let them work things out on their own. Okay. And again, I've got this wrong in the past. So I'm only speaking these things from like lessons that I have kind of learned over the past uh, 10 years inside the fitness industry. So that's really, really important is making people feel heard. Next thing, I believe in living a lifestyle and having a body you're proud of year round. Okay. All of the time. Okay. Not getting in shape for summer and then living like a slob for the rest of the year. I absolutely despise that personally. I hate it. There are some people who love that. Some coaches will help you get in shape for your summer holiday, and then that's it, job done. I am not that person. I believe in being being in great shape and looking after yourself, respecting your body, respecting your mind, learning and improving all of the time, okay? And I don't mean 24-7 hustle culture where Christmas Day, you're in the gym, you're tracking your macros, all that shit. Absolutely not. There's going to be times where you're going to strategically pull back and push. And that's something I'll speak about in a second. But on the whole, I don't care what time of year it is, whether it's um, 1st of January, 25th of December, midsummer. I do not care. I believe in doing it all the, all year round. Okay, living a lifestyle that aligns with the type of person that you want to be all of the time. Okay, occasionally you're going to slip up, but you will you will get back on track. Okay, and learning how to do that effectively. That's what I believe in. Um, also, important distinction, I do think it's useful to have like markets, have events and things that you're training for. 100%, I'm fully supportive of that and priorities will change. But on the whole... I do not believe in, yeah, I'm just going to stop and be compl- and like get completely complacent uh, and drink sangria on a, on a beach for months. And then I'll start again. Then you are always going to be in, in a vicious cycle. Um, if you do that, okay. As humans, we are not designed for full-time recreation. The idea that, ah, oh, I can just stop and just have no responsibilities. The idea sounds amazing, but if you've actually tried to live it, like it, it does suck after a while. You're like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? You'll feel flat. You will lose drive to do stuff. Um, and I, I remember this actually when I was traveling. Um, first couple of months, I needed a rest. It was after university and just going through it straight through education. But I got halfway through, literally bang on halfway through in the last two months. I was literally like, we were, all we would do is wake up and think, what should we do today? And that got very, very boring. So that's when I started thinking, right, how can I actually provide? How can I contribute to society in some way and make a difference? Okay. So I believe in living a lifestyle, having a body you're proud of and a mindset you're proud of year round. Really, really important. Uh, I also believe in, you know, expanding on that in everything being a series of sprints with recovery, not like one giant marathon where you never rest. Really, really important distinction there. 
like I said, if you have certain events um, that you're aiming for, uh, like for me, for example, uh, I've got a CrossFit competition, uh, like just training wise this year. I've got a CrossFit competition in um, end of May. I've then I'm going to be doing a half marathon. And then I've also got another CrossFit competition in all Apex, it's called. Pardon me. Um, Apex is called in uh, the Birmingham NEC uh, at the end of August. It's good to have different things, right? Okay, a new sprint, go hard, get in the zone. When you go hard as well, you will get better results and you will feel more motivated. Not everything you do has to be slow, sustainable, or oh, a little bit here and there. The idea is cool, but actually when, it, when you get to the reality of trying to achieve it, whether that is a fat loss goal, whether that is a physique goal, whether that's something in your business or career, having like a long, steady thing can get very tiresome. And it actually doesn't give you much room for error if you only push a little bit and then stop. Because if you don't do that once, you kind of cancel out the gains you've made. I believe sprint and then strategically pull back and recover and shift the focus onto how can I just restore some energy? How can I rebuild capacity again? That's what I believe in massively. Uh, not hustling 24-7 and just having the natural ebbs and flows of your energy. Okay, throughout the year, throughout the day, throughout you know, your weeks, we're humans, okay? We get tired, we get energized. Um, that's why I'm actually doing this in the morning because I'm more energized in the morning. <laughs> so I believe in a series of sprints with recovery. Last few ones that I wanna uh, talk through, a little bit more coffee, is I believe your work, okay, in your gym, in, the, in your career, in your life in general, should be a product of your character and not a shield of armor. Okay, I really, really do believe in that because so many people use fitness, okay, and developing their bodies, uh, developing their performance, or even in work, earning loads of money as a way to mask insecurities and things that they are avoiding. And my personal experience with this was... I, I used to play rugby when I was younger uh, and, and a lot younger, and I had a really bad accident. Smashed my face up. That's how I have my dashing good looks today. Smashed my face up and I lost a massive lo a load of confidence in the process of that. And I had to find some sort of way to rebuild that confidence. And the way I got into it, I got into CrossFit and then I got into Olympic weightlifting. And for me, I loved it because I was like, oh, it's a strong, like masculine uh, sport where I can really feel confident in myself if I can chuck heavy weights over my head. Um, and, you know, it did work like in a way, but I thought like the whole process of it, I was feeling really, really confident. I was rebuilding my confidence. I'm, I'm not a, a huge guy. I only weigh like 70, uh, 70 kilos ish. And at the time I was like 66 kilos, 65 kilos wet through. And, uh, I was lifting like well over a hundred kilos over my head. And, you know, there were bigger guys than me who like couldn't do that and like give me weird looks and stuff. But that gave me a lot of confidence. But I always thought, oh, when I can lift that amount, I'm then going to be super confident. And it just didn't happen. I actually got to the goal and realized, oh, nothing's actually changed. Like, I still feel the same. I'm now just pushing the boat out even more. And I realized actually that doesn't matter. But what it did highlight was I had inner work to do around how to feel more confident in myself. How can I de develop better and more meaningful relationships with people I'm with? 
and that really was highlighted to me um and the, the reason i'm telling you this is because so many people will use the phrase gym is therapy gym is not therapy gym is not gym is incredible fitness looking after yourself is incredible it's a i see it as like a positive gateway drug into other areas of personal development if you allow it to do to do that so many people will use the gym actually kind of anti-therapy so that they can avoid the actual challenges that are going on mentally for them i really really do believe that so that whole phrase gym is therapy i really disagree with because actual therapy if you've had it and i have is completely different it's going into the things that you're avoiding it's going into the things that are challenging going into the things that are making you anxious and learning about them and learning how to manage it learning where it comes from very very different so i do believe that your body and how you look feel perform should be a product of how of your character not a shield of armor don't use it to hide other areas in your life that need to be developed okay i really really believe that so last three or four okay i'm getting through it if you made it this far i hope you're enjoying it so far uh please uh like and subscribe if it's on youtube i think and then you know leave a review as well if you're enjoying it i hope you i hope you are um the next one is have fun i believe in having fun like fuck me when when did like developing yourself and getting in great shape become so clinical like you must do ten thousand steps a day otherwise you're a failure it's like just go for a walk in the sunshine. Go to find a nice view and enjoy it. But go have fun. Uh, make the process enjoyable. If that means stopping a tiny bit early to go to the beach and go surfing, that's just one of one of my things. But it's fun and it makes me feel good. I'm going to show up more often and I'm going to want to continue to do it. I really believe in having fun and just making time for the things that make you feel good. So, so important. Fun is not something that you deserve to have when you've been X productive. Okay. It's not like that. It's something that's going to make you more productive. If you seed it in throughout your day, throughout your week, it's going to make you a lot more effective. I believe in training your thinking. Okay. Thinking is a skill and it must be trained just like you train your muscles in the gym. Okay. Just like you train your physical self. And the way that to do this is through self-reflection, journaling, identifying lessons, and ultimately improving self-awareness. The more self-aware you are around the things that pull you off track, your traits, you know, typical things that you do, uh, your values, what triggers you, all of those things, the more self-aware you are, the more power you have, okay, to actually change things and feel in control of your life. And reflection and journaling, identifying lessons, all that sort of stuff. That's something I go massively into with clients uh, because I, I know the value of it and I see the consistent results that they get by doing this. Uh, so that's really, really important is actually training your thinking just like you train your physical self. If you are currently training for a few hours a week in the gym, how many hours are you actually sitting with your thoughts and allowing yourself to think? to kind of exercise your brain in that, oh, okay, I'm my default is to kind of maybe beat myself up a little bit. Why do I do that? And actually explore that. It's hard to do. I'm not saying it's an easy task to do. And there's, you know, 
start small if you've never done it before don't <laughs> set an hour timer and sit there and kind of you know you need to build up slowly just like you would in the gym okay you wouldn't go and do a hundred reps of something uh if you've never done it before start small ask yourself one question okay really really uh important just to train your thinking and this is something i help clients with with that i believe in thinking must be paired with action it must be paired with action you cannot think your way out of a problem okay people overthink stuff okay i overthink stuff at time at times but i'm not perfect but i think that sets direction and then i act i always pair it with action okay what am i going to do with this information what am i going to do with this thought really really uh, important and most people when they overthink, they then stay thinking, okay? That is an open loop in their head and they delay taking action, which means they stay stuck. Really, really simple. I have people that reach out and say to me, yeah, I really want to do this. Um, I'll talk through how it works. And then they go, oh, can I just go and think about it? And I'll ask like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Like, I want you to think, but what do you need to think about? They don't have an answer, okay? They do not have an answer. It's a way, that is a default mechanism for you to stay stuck, for you to carry on delaying taking action. You know, people, people's thinking at the moment, they overthink in general, and then they don't pair it with any action. So they never stay stuck. You are never going to move forward unless you think and then pair it with some sort of action. Okay, I really, really do believe that. And last thing uh, that I believe in, believe in this this list is not exhaustive. There are so many things, but I just kind of wanted to give you a bigger picture of who I am, what I believe in and all of that. And um, I believe in making progress despite what is going on in your life. You are never going to have a clear run. I really, really do believe that. You're never going to have a clear run where the stars align, the moon is in line with the sun and the wind is blowing from seven knots from the east. Like that's not going to happen ever you will have challenges you will have family tragedies you will have injuries you will have things that get in the way you'll have to stay at work late okay if you do not learn how to manage and how to adapt things and, and have personal leadership and have management skills to be able to adapt what you're doing despite what's going on you're, you will stay stuck because you have like life will always throw you curveballs whatever they are OK, waiting until the perfect time to do something is the thing that is keeping you stuck because there will never be a perfect time. So I really do think that making progress, despite what is going on in your life, is really, really important. Time in the market beats trying to time the market. Waiting for a perfect time is keeping you stuck because it's just not going to happen. So, guys, I'm going to stop there. I hope you found that useful. If you made it this far, I really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope that just gives more insight into who I am, what I believe in, how I work with people. And um, yeah, I just hope hope you found that useful. And I hope you just took some took some golden nuggets away from that. Uh, as, as mentioned before, if you're on YouTube, I would love you to like and subscribe. And then if you're listening on the podcast, please uh, leave a review. I really do appreciate it. And it helps my message get out to more people. So thank you for watching and I'll see you in the next episode.